0: Hey guys, uh, I know this is a little weird, but this is actually future Alan. Uh, Through covert means, uh, I was able to sneak this little intro in this episode, so uh, you're welcome. To uh, update you all, uh, things have not at all improved in regards to the uh, SpyFu conflict. If I had to measure this sort of thing, I'd say it's at least ten times as bad as what is happening with Channel Awesome right now. But really, this could all be set aside, and things could return to normal, if Brandon and David would just admit that Sam is the best spyfu. Before this episode gets started, uh, I just wanted you guys to know that on the Ignis Pergamentum channel, where I narrate my own original horror stories, I have the newest and final installment of the Revolver series. Uh, Chamber 6, which is called God Hates a Coward, is up, and there's also a nice playlist where you can listen to all six stories if you want. Uh, Let me know if my work is getting any better, and, uh, (sighs) smash that like and subscribe button. Anyway, enjoy, uh, whatever this episode is, uh, as we transition to the bubbles of the intro, and, um... Oh, yeah. Hashtag Team Sam.
1: I went to Knott's
2: Berry Farm yesterday.
1: Cool. How was that?
2: It was crowded. I ate some boysenberry-style chicken wings, though that was good. Nummy. I just kind of picked a spot near some strangers, because I don't care.
1: Mm-hmm. You're just like, eh, whatever. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Hey, your name
2: isn't on this table. I'm gonna eat my fucking wings, dude.
1: I'm gonna eat these boys and berry chicken wings. Yeah.
2: Women's like, are those the boys and berry wings? I'm like, Yeah, how are they? Oh, they're dope.
1: <laughs> I went a couple I went um a couple nights ago just to, in the evening and ran into some people I knew and they were making a whole day of trying everything that was boysenberry-themed. For those of you just joining us, welcome to Under Boysen Analysis, where we discuss nothing but boysenberries.
2: Yeah, we live in SoCal next to Knott's Berry Farm. So, like, you ever heard of Kingdom of the Mouse? Well, it pales in comparison to the empire of the boysenberry.
1: Nothing but boysen as far as the eye can see.
2: Where you get some tangy-ass sauce from the boysenberry sauce.
1: The, the, the theme park is literally made of boysenberries
2: all the roller coasters are boysenberry like it's it's not even like a vine it's straight up boysenberries just stacked on top of each other
1: <laughs> you you ride uh down the lifts and stuff in a like a berry crate and then they just surf along and, and everybody stands underneath it and as the you know berries get crushed the sweet sweet juices fall down and people just catch them in their mouths
2: it's like bap- It's like a baptism. It, you you're not officially uh, uh, from SoCal unless you get baptized in boysenberry juice.
1: <laughs> That's why it's the boysenberry festival. It's it's it looks like a friggin uh, bacchanal. Like you've got. I would uh, you you expect to see people dancing and pretending to be satyrs at this thing.
2: Well, it is somewhat of a satanic uh, ritual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, I was mongoing, and I'm like, oh, there's a Pokemon. There's a stop. There's a raid going on. I'm going to hang out with these people at the raid. Mm-hmm. They seemed kind of annoyed that I was there raiding with them. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Whatever.
1: Why? What team are they?
2: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the team. Like, the dude's like, well, there's like 30 seconds left, so uh, you should probably hop out on this one. And I'm like, no.
1: No. <laughs> you know what's weird is the the last episode of Undercooked Analysis, I, I released, uh, well, that had uh, me and my my two previous co hosts on it was a, a discussion. We started out talking about Pokemon Go and how it's never going to get old. And well, I guess it hasn't because it seems like they keep actually improving the game. Yeah, uh, I mean, not as many people. I don't know. Or is it still pulling in a lot of players? Uh, they
2: just added the quest system, so there's things you can do pretty much all the time. You have like these these big overarching quests, and you got ones you can do in ten minutes.
1: Oh, that's nice.
2: And as long as you um, keep on stopping by Pokestops, you get you get more quests to do, and you get small rewards, like a couple extra Pokeballs, Stardust, berries, um, a Pokemon will appear, whatever.
1: And you'll, you'll go out and you'll poach it, sell yeah. it on the black market.
2: Yeah, for a stick. A what? A stick.
1: Oh yeah, that's right, for a stick.
2: You just sell it for a stick.
1: Have, have the stick. It'll help yeah. you in the Safari Zone along with this rock. Yeah. Yeah. In fact,
2: you hit the rock with the stick.
1: Hit it's like it's like rock ball. In fact, it is rock ball. In fact, oh, what, it's was precise...
2: the, what was that? Whack bat from the Fantastic Mr. Fox?
1: Um, I think it was Whack bat.
2: Yeah, it was Whack bat.
1: Mm. There's another Wes Anderson movie coming out recently. I'm instantly dating this podcast episode, but I'm not sure I want to see it because you know Wes Anderson is going to kill one of those dogs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to do that, but it'll be one hell of a story.
1: It sure will. Uh so, uh while we're here and I and and we are going to get into one hell of a story here, but I should probably do a little bit of housekeeping. First of all, I'm David and uh with me tonight is uh, and and I don't think uh have you been on the show since freaking Squidward suicide? Nah. That's not fair cuz like uh, so uh, in case you don't remember, this is Matt. Hi. Matt's, like, been my best friend since uh, since college. Yeah. And um, and uh, I should have had him on the show way more instead of wasting my time with those other two schmucks. Yeah. Because, uh, well, I mean, okay. So here's the deal. Um, We're still not – I mean, everybody was like, oh, it's April Fool's. Aha. It's going to be good. Well, yeah. I, I get that. I understand that. Now, obviously, we're still – we're still pretty divided about our, um, our choice of spy foos. Uh, I don't know if you know about what happened Matt, but um, we, um, we were asked to, to compare our totally spy foos. Uh, okay.
3: And, I don't know uh, what that is.
1: Well, Are you, are you not familiar with the, Incredible marathon cartoon that is totally spies. I know what
2: totally spies is. So you're just so you pick one of the the characters from that show, and
1: we we each chose our our. We were gonna compare our spy and the other two guys they chose wrong. They chose incorrectly because uh, uh, obviously it, it, it's Clover. Clover is the best. The best spy fu. Um,
2: I, I choose the butler. What was his name? Jerry.
1: Jerry, your team, Jerry.
2: Sure, you know uh, that guy has all the gadgets. He he's. He's cool-minded. He's old, so you know he's learned. Uh, he probably has a, like a really nice car somewhere, like a like a Duesenberg.
1: I think that's f- uh, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, he's not I, exactly I, a spy, so he can't be a spyfu. But no,
2: but he's cute.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll I'll let that slide, but I cannot accept the choices of my of my former co host Now, here's the thing: contractually, contractually, I'm required to keep both. Uh, both of them on the show, and there were some things said backstage that um, resulted in some pretty hurt feelings, and uh, there hasn't been entirely reconciliation yet. But <laughs> fucking
2: like started calling each other names like you're supposed dumb, you're a doo doo head.
1: I I, I really <gasps> how could you say that to I, me? I, I really, <laughs> Matt. I really don't want to go into it. It was it, it was a, it was a bad time. It was a I, I said bath. some things that I, I I said some things that I really regret um but i still am not gonna budge it's clover is is the best clover is the best fifu
2: was she the one with the the short black hair
1: no that was um the
2: green motif to her
1: no that i, I don't even remember who which which was which of the other two that's how terrible they are um i i think that was i think that oh, wait was no Alex.
2: you chose the redhead didn't you
1: no no that was alan
2: So you chose the blonde.
1: Yeah. Well, normally I would choose the redhead. And okay, maybe, you know, compared to, to, I mean, she has some. She's a redhead, so of course I'm it. But, but Clover's just got so many fine endearing qualities to her. I, I Look, I, okay, look, talking about this is going to dredge up a lot of bad memories. Um, so
2: you know what? I'm Googling totally spies right now. Oh, God. Oh, no. So the, the one with uh, the sharp black hair did not have the green motif. This is how you know I watch this show like all the time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like if I were to actually pick one of the three, I'd have to go with the dark-skinned one.
1: Oh, Matt, Matt, come on, dude, come on!
2: You know what really? kind of
1: women I'm into.
2: Oh don't yeah, even, I, don't I, even fucking flinch, dude. I'm you aware. know you okay. saw this coming.
1: Well, look, I'll chalk that up to you not understanding the the deep and storied nuances of Totally Spies.
2: All right, you All know right. what? I'll I'll, I'll uh, I will admit I, will... I don't know anything about the show except that the butler was named Jerry. Apparently.
1: Well, uh, that's fair, and you already chose Jerry. Um, and from a pure aesthetic standpoint, yes, I can accept that as someone who's not on the inside, you don't know the the beautiful angelic qualities of, of Clover. So <laughs> we'll just move on. And I just want to say um, what's going to happen going forward with Undercooked Analysis, at least for the time being, is um, we need to cool our heels, all three of us. And I don't think we're going to be working together again in the, anytime soon, but – We felt it best that we kind of get back to our roots and talk to people that we know and, you know, we associate with. So we're not going to step on each other's toes. So in the coming month, you're going to hear uh, episodes with me and my people. You'll hear Dead Pallet and his people, and you'll hear Alan and his people. And um, that's going to switch off every so often. Um, I am willing to be the bigger man and say that I'll allow this to happen. I could have fired them. After all, it is my show but I didn't do that because I'm better than that. And hopefully they'll see the error of their ways eventually. But you've got me thinking about this. Actually, Matt, I should probably actually go back and rewatch totally spies just to kind of remind myself that my, my choice was indeed the correct one.
2: Sure. Okay. Whatever you say.
1: <laughs> so. All right,
2: David, what's best pony? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Apple Applejack.
2: All right. Well, she has a job.
1: She I does. Guess. She's the, she's the salt of the earth. <laughs> um see I, I won't go to i won't go to the grave committing to to a pony so but you know this is different anyway let's why don't we talk about our story
2: oh yeah i already forgot what kind of story it was oh that's okay what, i should probably what the hell are we reading again
1: well this is a uh, this is what if, this is a return to our <laughs> beloved patrons poison segment which is where uh our patrons Chime in and offer us a story. They can be one of their stories. It can be a story they found, and we read it on the show. So this story comes to us from uh, one Daniel uh, Schmel, aka Urkelbot six six six. And uh, Daniel writes: This is a story I wrote and posted on No Sleep to a decent re- reception. It's written in the form of a Craigslist or classified ad, and the most interesting part to me is the amount of replies I got in DMs for people wishing to participate. Oh, so this like turned into an ARG.
3: That's
1: cool. (laughs) Anyhow, I'd love to see what some other folks think of it. Thanks for considering. Well, Urkel, uh, consider it. uh, Consider You probably appreciate his avatar. It's a spooky, scary skeleton in pixel form. I'm terrified. (laughs) Don't don't be too scared anymore. uh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said anything. Fuck. (laughs) Um, listeners, I should probably mention that that Matt has a crippling fear of skeletons.
2: Yeah. Oh, I do have a skeleton in my closet. His name is Mr. Boney.
1: Oh, Mr. Boney's in your closet?
2: Yeah, he's got last year's uh, Knott's Berry Farm like season cup tied to his ribs.
1: Oh, that's good. Um, is he still on his... Uh, ha- have they lifted the ban on him at Target? No. Oh. But
2: he sneaks in anyway. He just has to tell... He has to let everybody know how much of a fraud and a phony Booberry is. Booberry is... He's just a terrible person,
1: I don't know Booberry personally, I assume Mr. Boney does, so
2: you won't you won't you know like honestly, at first I was like, oh, booberry can't be that bad. Then I went to WikiLeaks and started reading stuff on booberry, and oh my God,
1: it's that bad, huh <laughs> yeah, he's, he's
2: on Wikileaks,
1: just fucking Julian Assange just pulled up all this stuff about boo- Blue, booberry, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't think that's gonna be met with a funny reception because it's that's such a bad <laughs> goddamn joke
1: uh it's all right everything look the, 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 the thing about undercooked analysis and the thing we also have to get back to the roots of is this is a no script no plan and no filters podcast oh cool that said so... there will be none of dead palettes, dumb fucking stupid humor on this one so anyway <laughs> or Whoa. Alan's dumb fucking stupid humor on here nope only highbrow stuff turkey vultures anyway
2: eyebrow uh, stuff poop 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 <laughs> oh
1: god damn it I shouldn't have <laughs> invited you on okay uh, so here's I've, I've sent you the link to the story
2: oh yeah I should do that
1: you should probably click that and we can get no, it. I should
2: open that up
1: you'll see you might get be, be careful though because his, his avatar is going to be there on the left when you All open right. it
2: Jesus Christ
1: <laughs> yeah I'm, I apologize that's, I'm yeah.
2: getting, I'm getting the shivers.
1: Okay, look, just remember, Mr. Bo- not all skeletons are bad, Mr. Boney, Mr. Bony's in your closet. He's your friend. He'll protect you.
2: <laughs> I'm I am in the
1: closet. I probably I'm should mention to Matt that uh, there's a skeleton oh. like in his body right now.
2: Um, oh yeah. Well, technically, we're a brain trapped inside of a skeleton, so
1: that's pretty. That's pretty spooky.
2: Yeah. Well, welcome uh, to uh, meta terror, whatever that is.
1: Dun dun dun. Uh, serious inquiries only, please. I have a request I'd like to make. Only message me if you are serious about helping with this. I don't need messages telling me I'm crazy or a sicko. I won't even read them.
3: I have
2: aggressive brain tumors. Glioplastoma. And I'm told that I'll likely be dead within two months. I have decided to forego treatment since I'm going to die anyway. And I don't want my senile mother to have to deal with collection agencies and lawyers and hospital fees and all that wonderful bullshit. I will need all my savings to pay for something after my demise. And that is where you come in. More on that later.
1: Interesting. Nice little setup here. All right. I'm 23. I have a cat, a two-room apartment, an assembly line job, no girlfriend, no siblings, no friends in real life. I've had a short, uneventful life, and now I'm going to die. I figure I haven't got much to lose, but it still sucks knowing that you're going to die decades before most people the same age as you. It would be nice to stay around for a while longer, and I'm planning on doing just that with a final series of actions that will probably not work. But what the hell? I can't leave all my money to my cat. I mean, you could. I studied biology at university, but actually, then again, the cat would just probably spend it all on hookers and blow. No,
2: the butler will try and kill it. Haven't you seen aristocrats or aristocats? Oh,
1: yeah, that's true. Jenkins or whatever. Uh Edgar. Crem- oh, Edgar, just... Crem de, la Crem de la Edgar. It's been yeah. years since I've seen that, but we'll probably hit that on Anna Musings in what? Uh uh well, three years? No, it's coming up closer. Is it?
2: I mean that came out in the sixties. We're about to hit nineteen fifty
1: soon. Oh cool. Um I'd like to quickly thank Kayla for uh, her cameo from bed. You're welcome. Good night, sweetie. I don't agree with your spy foo. Good night, Kayla. Um <laughs> Guys, I might have to—I might have— Okay, I'm going to keep it together. I'm I'm going to— I studied biology at university for about two years before I dropped out. Apparently studying the nature of life doesn't actually help you live any longer. Luck of the draw. Anyway, one of the most interesting things to me was the case of Dr. McConnell's experiments with planarian worms in the 60s. Planarians are very primitive organisms that— when cut in two, can regrow into two worms. This can be done to a single worm almost 300 times.
2: Incidentally, you can do that with starfish. Can you now? Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: As long as as long as they have part of the stomach intact, they can eat and regenerate. Then you'll have two starfish.
1: That's that's actually really cool.
2: I uh, do not condone the cutting in half of starfish just so you can have two starfish.
1: Well, if you want another
2: of... starfish, just go to the local aquarium and go... steal one. <laughs>
1: Steal one and wear it on your head.
2: Yeah. Just Especially- no, pretend it's an eye patch. They 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 can't like oh you're 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 disabled in some way. We can't discriminate against <laughs> you. That's how you win.
1: Don't grab one of those really huge starfish though and put it in your eye. That's a little too conspicuous.
2: You could grab like a tiny one and be like, err, I be starfish eye the pirate. Um <laughs> I've got
1: stars in my eyes.
2: <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry.
2: He conducted some tests in which he ran the worms through mazes. And also some tests using negative reinforcement. He found that if he took the worms that successfully ran the maze, chopped them up, and fed them to new worms, these new worms got through the same maze more quickly than the first.
1: Ew. Cannibalism. Yes. Yes. Y- yes.
2: Hey, we, we went to the Donner Party reunion.
1: That's true. We did. That was a good, that was a damn good show. Yeah. He toyed with the hypothesis that certain memory can be stored in RNA or physically in places other than the brain. Most people said that this was poor science and that he, that he was biased and the new worms were following slime trails left by the previous worms. They continued the, that experiment of the same kind on mammals. They, they continued that experiment. Oh, I see. That was my bad. Mm, yeah. Mr. Illiterate here. They continued their – they continued – that experiments of the same kind on mammals never worked, and the theory was horseshit. Now, here's the fun in that. Now, I have a question for you, Matt. Yeah. At this point, would you still be, if this was actually a Craigslist ad, would you still be reading it?
2: Probably not.
1: Does it, hmm. And does it still fly as a Craigslist ad?
2: I mean, I don't even look at Craigslist ads. But incidentally, I get ads all the time on my my Facebook app because, you know, it listens. And uh, I get a lot of ads for Domino's because I like to follow a page called Domino's Pizza Zimbabwe. <laughs> and I bring it up occasionally. Oh, look at this funny post from Domino's Pizza Zimbabwe. And I'll get an ad for Domino's. And I've been recently talking about getting another car. And I'll get ads for cars. And unfortunately, I do not speak Spanish because a lot of the ads are in Spanish. You know, it's a personal ad that somebody posts on Facebook.
1: They're always, they're always listening. That's, yeah. that's horrifying to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be a helpful thing, but it really does sound like a dystopian sort of 1984 like Big Zuckerberg is always listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured Mark Zuckerberg with like a handlebar mustache and that was even more horrifying.
2: Oh, he's twizzling it and he says, "Yes, when I was human, I mean, I'm still am human." Crap.
1: <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg did not exist in 1984?
2: I'm pretty sure he did.
1: He was just a baboo.
2: Maybe. Or maybe he was just semen at that point. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we should like get Mark Zuckerberg on the show. Maybe he'll use one of his um, weird kind of avatars that he used to survey the wreckage in Puerto Rico. <laughs> should... It's such a rich person thing to do, by the way. It's <laughs> like, oh, let's see what's going on here in this ruined country. Oh, it's a good thing I'm not there. Just look at the starvation
1: it's a good thing I chose to displace all of these people in Hawaii to build my dream house. Mm.
2: Said, uh, "What was it? was a Dole that did that with his pineapple farms?"
1: Well, I mean, that's pretty much everybody who came to Hawaii. Pretty much was just like, yeah. "Hey guys, what's up?" You can't be here. We want to build our shit here.
2: Yeah. Hey guys, imperialism. Oh my god. I think uh, Queen Lilio Kalani is like, oh, man, if I ever get in power, I'm going to kill all these fuckers. <laughs> Fortunately for her.
1: Nah, that's, that's, that is sad. But, hey,
2: we got Lilo and Stitch out of it.
1: We sure did. I'm waiting for Lilo to unleash leash, uh, Stitch on everybody that came. Uh, just everybody who's, who's non-Hawaiian.
2: <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we must that's, purge the island.
2: That's some scary shit. <laughs> you know, I saw one of those those lists of, like, hey – here's X thing. Like the list was specifically, uh, child characters at Disney as adults. Okay. And the one for up, like made me go, Oh, because it's Russell. He's an adult. He's letting a balloon go in the sky. And it's a two part, like picture. The second part of the picture shows the balloon going up through the clouds and you see the old man and his wife.
1: Oh no. The yeah. Fredrissons were reunited.
2: Yeah. I'm like, Oh, oh. and then, the Lilo and Stitch one was cool because Lilo is apparently the ambassador for Earth and like the, the galactic like Federacy or whatever. Like she's their adult wearing some sort of suit and Stitch is right next to her and she's like reading off a paper, like, you know, dogs should vote or something.
1: <laughs> What's up I everybody? Thought, I think dogs should vote.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was cool. I'm like that, that's actually a neat interpretation and that could be a movie. So, yeah, dude,
1: dude, I want to see that. I want to see Lilo be a, a badass uh, galactic ambassador. That'd be fun. Yeah. Cool.
2: So Disney, well, it's their IP anyway. I was gonna say steal that idea, like you know, Lion King, but well, uh, we're I, not gonna start that discussion.
1: <laughs> no, no. I think <laughs> but, I think I want to know what this uh, Craigslist ad is leading to. I think you have the next paragraph too.
2: Oh yeah, we got way offhand.
1: That's okay. Right. That's what happens on this. Go. Show
2: a few years ago some other scientists found evidence through their experiments that planarians the same kind of worm after being cut up and regrowing into numerous new worms retain some memory from the prime worm the prime regrown worms, worm yes the regrown worms learned from negative reinforcement more quickly than the worms in the control group this gives a little more credence to the theory of cellular memory i feel like the x-factor in these experiments isn't necessarily the existence of cellular memory in all creatures But specifically in Planarian Worms and other such organisms. I got it. We're going to make another Assassin's Creed. (laughs) But it's going to be (laughs) Wormed-themed.
1: Well, I mean, it's sort of like Animorphs at that point, isn't it?
2: Well, if the Animorph turned into, well, the worm turned into a human.
1: Well, I mean, like, I'm very tired. I just got home from work. That's okay. I understand. I am also kind of tired. By the way, I have drilled a hole in my head.
2: (laughs) BT-dubs.
1: BT-dubs. I have drilled a hole in my head.
2: I have a self-inflicted wound in my head. <laughs> All right, I see where this is going.
1: Oh, ouch! Hey, no comments from the peanut gallery, you heathen. We're gonna talk about your poor, your poor life choices later.
2: Like, like eating expired lasagna. No that's a-
1: choosing the wrong spayfu. No. Or disagreeing with me, anyway. Um, but yeah, I have drilled a hole in my head. That's that's not me, by the way. That's that's the story. Yeah. That was like an abrupt turnaround, by the way. Yeah. Ooh, worms, 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 worms. Oh, by the way, I've drilled a hole in my head. Whoa. Dude, okay. I'm focused again.
2: <laughs> do not message or contact me about it. It is already done. <laughs> there is a hole in the right side of my forehead. As far as I'm concerned, everything above my neck is already damaged goods. Do not contact me about this. I will not give you advice on how to drill a hole in your head. <laughs> I don't think you need advice for that. <laughs> you just, anyway. You just do I it. I have. I have not allowed the skin to heal over the hole, which is roughly two centimeters in diameter. I leave it bandaged and sterilized often. Oh, I leave it bandaged and sterilize it often. Though an infection isn't really a big concern to me at this point. I also order... Oh, that's you.
1: Oh, I think it's funny. The, the sad thing is whenever I see it's already damaged goods, my mind immediately went to a uh, informational short that was riffed on rift Tracks that was about syphilis. Oh, yay. <laughs> I don't know. Wanna, I do not want to associate syphilis with a hole in the head, though. I well, also,
2: <laughs> I was going to say that uh, experiment from the early 20th century.
1: Oh, God.
2: Where, um,
1: you you, you want to tell the kids about that one?
2: Yeah. So there is an experiment on the effects of syphilis on the human body, and I think it was specifically the brain in the early 20th century. That was my dog, if you heard the flap, flap, flap. Uh, Hi, Shorty. It. They specifically tested it, though, on African-Americans because racism Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so yeah anyway moving on
1: i also ordered from a school and lab science supply website two dozen planarian worms i've begun cutting them and regrowing them and it really is pretty cool to see them grow into new organisms i now have over 100 worms and will be continuing until at least 250 and probably as long as i can continue this project
2: for two weeks i have been placing immature worms into the hole in my skull in hopes that they will ingest my brain matter I imagine that since they have been proven to be cannibalistic in nature, they will be pretty open to any kind of meal. The worms are very flat and very slimy to the touch, and I have been making sure to watch after I place each one in to make sure it travels inside the bone and the membranes of and the mem membranous tissue of my head. Usually after some prodding, they will slither out of my side into the crevasses between my gray matter.
1: That's okay, that's this is already pretty
2: pretty He's turning himself into the worm that walks.
1: There's, there's, you know, some people use necromantic rituals. Some people um, put, just put worms in their head.
2: You know, this was probably a bad idea because I find brain gore to be quite disgusting.
1: Me too. Maybe we uh, shouldn't read this one?
2: No, we're already balls deep into it. <laughs>
1: well, I, I, find, I find little injuries like that where it's just like we're going to consistently add to it over time really, like setting my teeth on edge so this is already kind of making me go ugh. and but that's yeah. not a bad thing per se the story's I'll hitting me in the right in the right hor- like actually i'm kind of horrified way
2: yeah i mean this is not this is kind of a self-inflicted wound at least i mean if you ever play through the new wolfenstein not the new new one the one that came out a couple years ago there's a really grotesque uh, brain extraction scene
1: oh fun
2: yeah but it's a nazi doctor who's doing it so you're like well what a surprise yeah <laughs>
1: You know, I'm always reminded when I think of stuff like this, too, uh, the magic, the art for the magic card, Surgical Extraction.
2: That one's not as bad as, it's not like, go- well, it's not Grain go- Maggot.
1: That's true. It's, it's not that gory. It's just a really cool piece because it's just, like, the spine and the skull floating out of a perfect, like, perfectly out of a human body. Yeah. And it's, like, uh, from the side, so it's a really interesting
2: composition. There's, there's some really grotesque magic art, like Thought Scour.
1: I'm tempted to use that that piece for the YouTube background.
2: Uh, not I can send scoured, you a picture but, of but my dog.
1: Put surgical extraction. Uh, you could also do that.
2: Yeah. People, yeah. I'm sure
1: people will want to see Shorty instead of something grotesque. Um, I'm sorry. Where were we? I do not know how long I can keep this up. To my knowledge, this has never been done before. Thus far, I haven't experienced any symptoms that could also be attributed to my, uh, how did you say it again? Well, it's,
2: it's probably glioblastoma, but I said glioblastoma, uh, I glioblasto-
1: Glioblastoma headaches, mood swings, confusion, etc. My hope is that by utilizing the cellular memory retaining attributes of these worms, I will be able to transfer a portion of my memories and consciousness into these foreign organisms to be carried on after my impending death. Yep, he's going to become a worm that walks.
2: It's gonna be a worm that walks, and for those of you that don't know what the worm that walks is, it's a it's a D anD D monster.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: It, it's basically a, a humanoid figure that's made of writhing worms that share a central consciousness.
1: Usually, it's they they are created after uh worms eat the corpse of a particularly powerful uh spellcaster.
2: Yeah, so kind of similar to what he's doing.
1: A little bit. He's just prep. He's just doing. He's using science to do this instead. Well, pseudoscience.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right. And now I come to the point of my post. I need to find at least one person to help me carry this out. I need someone who will follow through with my plan. After I die, it is imperative that I have the planarian worms removed before my body is found and autopsied or... found and autopsy or a bombing can commence. If you are seriously interested in the proposition I make, we will set up a time to talk on the phone or connect over Skype. <laughs> From that point... I will continue to call or contact you at least three times every day at predetermined points of time. When I stop contacting you, it means that I have either died or am physically or mentally unable to call, and I will be dead soon after. When I fail to contact you, you must immediately travel to my home,
1: Planet Freedom, Planet Freedom. <laughs> yeah, they drove me from my home. <laughs> um, you know what? I, it just dawned on me. Like he's this the the, the our our narrator, the ad poster, is awfully competent for someone who's got worms crawling around in his brain yeah you'd think that would uh, hurt you think it would hurt like a lot like a son of a
2: mm, bitch uh well the thing is, is that it would probably cause his brain to swell if he had an a body intruding into it which that would hurt Ugh. uh but uh interesting things from like brain surgery like they'll prod around the human brain but you won't feel it but they'll say okay what happens if we do this hmm, i taste purple oh shit like stuff like that will happen.
1: <laughs>
2: but you won't feel it.
1: Yeah. Apparently. Oh, God. Uh, in the best case scenario, you will arrive at my apartment within two hours of my death. Depending on the time frame and when you arrive, I will w- want you to wait until my body temperature falls enough that I feel cold, cool, but not cold to the touch. If I am not already when you arrive, I will do my best to dress warmly and wear a thick hat when I sense the time is approaching to combat having the worms in my head dying from low temperatures.
2: If I am unable, or if I am able to find someone willing to follow through with the rest of this, then immediately following our verbal contract, I will further augment my skull by adding two more holes in the rear of my <laughs> skull. Wow, that's going to be interesting the way he'll do that. These will make the following uh, this will make the following procedure easier.
1: How is he drilling the holes? I assume with like a like a hand tool, power drill, something. Yeah, like that. with a
2: power drill.
1: Ugh. And yeah. He's going to need a power drill and a mirror and a strong strong moral compass
2: yeah well right. he's, he's already got one on the side of his head
1: yeah i mean he was able to go that far i mean it should be easier he just better not hit his like um he just better be careful not to hit his like spinal column if he's doing it in the back of his head and he like misjudges
2: well i mean if he goes in too deep he could damage uh his vision because that's where your occipital lobe is i think
1: mm-hmm. uh god damn that gives me the, this gives me the heebie-jeebies yeah. Uh, but I like it. I've actually, I'm, I'm actually kind of digging. Once we get to the meat of the story, yeah. Uh, once we get to the matter, um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of digging, digging what's going on here. Um, this, this
2: seems more like a mad scientist is, is like, uh, you, you know how in it's movies, a millennial
1: mad scientist. He can't yeah. Afford yeah. To...
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like in like, uh, sci-fi movies or video games or whatever, you'll read like the logs of a mad scientist well this is kind of the same thing mm-hmm. except in i guess uh the real world
1: oh yeah i like it um it's an interesting angle uh where was i okay upon finding my corpse i will. Re- or oh yeah because you read the last one yeah upon finding my corpse I will. Re- i will require you to use the instruments i will from now on, be carrying on my person, hanging from a tool belt, I will be wearing, and a Tupperware container I have sterilized and triple bagged in Ziploc baggies to collect the worms. I have in my possession a few plastic-handled, hand ha- 12-inch-long, flat—excuse mm, me—12-inch-long, uh, flat, sharp, non-tapered knives, as well as some long, narrow spoons. These will be used to break up and stir my brain matter containing the worms into a consistency that will be able to pass through the holes in my skull. Ideally, the worms will have traveled wide, widely enough, uh, widely throughout my brain, which will make your job of collecting them harder.
2: I will need you to push, pull, scoop, and prod as much of the contents of my skull into the Tupperware container as possible, making sure that the con- these contents contain worms. It is imperative to in- obtain as many live worms as possible. Even if the planarians do not appear to be moving, you must collect them, as they may have been severely uh, severed by the instruments and will regrow.
1: After you After you have collected as many worms as possible, the next task will be to isolate them for captivity. It is probably best, at this point, you leave my apartment and go back to your home. But do not forget to take with you the jug of distilled water I have in my refrigerator. Once home, heat the distilled water evenly. In its its jug, a water bath, do not dump the water into a cooking pan. Or in its jug, a water bath, do not dump the water into a cooking pan to about 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Then rinse the brain matter off of the worms and place them into the habitat I will have given you, either by mail or drop-off pickup. From this point on, your job will be to care for these worms that will hopefully contain some of my cellular memory.
2: After you leave my apartment, making sure you are noticed as little as possible, most of my neighbors don't care about each other, (laughs) do not call 911 or inform any authorities of my demise. I will be found eventually. I do not anticipate any trouble with police. If you are careful not to leave any physical evidence, there will be no concrete link to you. The calls we have been making can be attributed to our meeting through some sort of online support group. If information regarding this project surfaces, then after researching what we agreed upon, it should be found that you are guilty of nothing at all, except carrying out a man's final wishes.
1: This seems he's got it all thought out. Possibly. Or is it the worms talking through him? I'm sure that (laughs) might
2: be the twist, is that it's the worms.
1: That'd be funny. The worms ought to be fine if they receive no traumatic treatment, have a consistent temperature, anywhere between 40 and 70 degrees ought to be good, have their water changed no less than once a month, and are kept fed. A few bits of hard-boiled egg yolk a week will, contain them, will sustain them. If you notice them dying while leaving uneaten yolk, reduce the amount. If they are dying and the yolk is gone, increase the amount. Should any die, leave their bodies with the others and they will, and that they may cannibalize it and perpetuate my cellular memory.
2: If you feel you want to go out on this venture I encourage you to ingest these worms from time to time do not let their numbers dwindle too much but I'd urge you to cut a few of them up as a few of them up so they will regrow and to eat some of the planarians and hope that some of my consciousness may find its way into your brain and I might continue to live a full life
1: mm, can we not do that oh that's if you want to go all out in this venture. yeah that's, hmm uh, failing this, please care for the worms as long as you are able to, until such time that science may be able to use them to extract my memories and consciousness. If you have any friends who would be interested in joining the experiment and ingesting some of the worms, please feel free to allow them. The only other thing I would ask in caring for these creatures is that you maybe leave the radio on and have them view in view of a TV, so that if my memory and consciousness have successfully been absorbed by the planarians, I will have something to help fend off the boredom of planarian worm life. As a note, I enjoyed Doctor Who. <laughs> Yes, you would.
2: I'll just put uh, the Angels Take Manhattan on a loop. I should (laughs) do it. Oh, dear God, no. (laughs) So, if you have thoroughly read this request and are interested in helping me, please respond as quickly as possible. Only serious inquiries. If we reach an agreement, I will pay you as well as I am able to for this relatively light labor job. (laughs) If I receive more than one serious application and approve of them, of course, payment will be less, but the work will also be split. I'm accepting applications now. Please contact me with your name, phone number, email address, Skype, Messenger, and a brief bio about yourself. If we decide not to go through with this, uh, I will sever, <laughs> I will sever ties, and you will have no obligations. If we decide to go, th- if we decide to go through this, we will connect either in person or over the phone to discuss times and details as well as payment. After paying my college loans, I have roughly nine grand to offer.
1: I look forward to hearing from you. Would you do? Would you do this for nine grand? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Never. Like, I'm not gonna go digging around in a dead man's head
2: for for worms. Oh, and then like, I eat them so I can somehow live in your mind.
1: Well, you know, you didn't necessarily have to agree to you don't necessarily have to agree to eating the worms. He just said, if you feel compelled to go all out in it. Plus at, th- at that point, it's the honor system, right? He's dead. He can't do anything about it unless his consciousness is in the worms. And someday he comes back as a worm that walks and says, you didn't keep your promise.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what he's turning himself into this. I will admit this was actually a pretty interesting read. Yeah, um, I
1: actually, I, I like this one. I think it's cool. It's like, um, it's a, uh, to quote, um, to quote my uh, previous co-host's um, term of phrase, very, very ash can to a degree, with yeah. kind of a kind of a good morbid uh, sense of humor to the whole thing.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, miles above Squidward suicide.
1: <laughs> oh, there's so much above Squidward suicide. Yeah, uh,
2: the crappy stories I can write are probably above Squidward suicide.
1: Uh, the stories you write. And the stories you've told me are yeah, pretty, well, the, pretty darn good, I I'm just
2: I'm just going to tell the viewers uh, the idea I had for one. So I had an idea for a story called uh, Always With You. And it, it's kind of like a, a love story – not a love story, like a, a letter. It's a letter to somebody. It's a love letter. It's somebody that obviously cares for whoever they're writing the letter to very much. And they detail all the things they've been through, all the meals they've had together, all the times they spent in bed, all the times they've been to work together. All the times we've been to the park, etc. You know, it sounds like these people are really close. Well, as it turns out, it's a parasite inside of a dude's body that's writing a love letter to its host. The <laughs> parasite is sapient, fell in love with the host, <laughs> and it kind of ends with, "Even though you have ingested the poison to get rid of me, I know that you just don't understand our love. But it's okay. I have made sure the next generation will live on in your intestine, or something like that."
1: Ooh, I love yeah, it's, that.
2: It's supposed to be squeamish. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that's good. That's that's about the same. I would say that's a, a fair level of squeamish, though a very different kind of squeamish to this one. Like the nice end is a little like, ooh no, oh god, I hate parasites.
2: Yeah, uh, parasites are pretty squeamish. I they're they're horrible horrible entities, and they can just go die.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's why. Well, the thing is, the interesting thing is, the planarian worms are not necessarily parasites, no, but that not... he's making them parasites, which is
2: sort of. He's kind... essentially he's. He's willingly let them ingest his grave matter, so he hopes that his cellular memory will trans- transform over to the worms. In which case, is it going to be like a hive mind? Is each worm going to have a part of his personality? So there's going to be, like maybe he like is prone to bouts of apathy. So there's going to be the depressed worm, <laughs> and then there's going to be the excited worm, and then there's going to be the angry worm.
1: And, there's going to be a there's going to be
2: a horny worm. Oh man, this is just inside out. <laughs>
1: Uh, Ornyworm, I, I love the Jesus idea I, i'm kind of digging the idea of the, the sequel it is where it's just the misadventures of these planarian worms that have only eaten one specific part of this guy's personality and memories
2: and they're all trying to work together to form like one cohesive personality
1: it's it's like uh four swords adventures except for the worms
2: oh man that's gross
1: <laughs> oh well, this is this is good so uh i gotta hand it to you uh i gotta hand it to you Ur- urkel yeah. I'm I'm digging the, I'm digging your work and uh, apparently the other people on uh, Too Spooky are enjoying it too um I love. Uh, I, I want to quote uh, Oxygen Thief here. Oxygen Thief has been featured uh, on this podcast before, with uh, one of in our uh, writing challenges. And Oxygen Thief writes: "Characters like this one are ones I never get. Ti- I will never get tired of. I love the amount of detail in their plan and how dedicated they are to it. Yet there is that obvious desperation to justify their reason for wanting to live on after death. This is so creepy, but also very entertaining and well thought out. Very awesome story. I think that's a fair uh, rating, and I, I think he's right about the narrator." like they're just that yeah. com- he's compelling it's a compelling he's, he's got all the like you understand even if you don't agree with the the logic behind this if you're gonna die of cancer wouldn't you want to find a way to especially brain tumors wouldn't you want to find a weird way if you were desperate to get immortality
2: now the real tragedy is what if they ingested the cancer and somehow they got cancer from it
1: Ooh, and they just so- carry. oh that would be Ooh. now you just
2: have a bunch of tumor worms
1: <laughs> that'd be terrible and then every time you split them they just carry like half the tumor with them
2: yeah Ooh. well the, the interesting thing about like
1: splitting the cancer cells everywhere
2: t- yeah tumors is that they don't die
3: mm-hmm
2: the the whole point is the cell doesn't die so it just kind of grows out of control which is why like tumors can, can get huge like you hear stories of people that have like a hundred pound tumor or something like that yeah So theoretically, if you just leave the worm there and it's, for whatever reason, like a cancerous worm, it's just going to turn into this gnarled, disgusting mass of cells.
1: See, I don't want to know about the potential aftermath of this story where a worm manages to survive in this guy's head, but then when it gets scooped out, it's just this big, bloated, disgusting tumor worm. Yeah. Oh, God, I just made it worse.
2: Yeah, yeah that could be a and his consciousness is in there so it could be a, like a personal health sort of thing
1: and, and, but, and the consciousness is just going ah
2: uh, this <laughs> reminds me of um, what was it Soma where uh, it's a tragic kind of a sad story but it involves uh, consciousness being transferred and copied and all that so yeah there there could be multiple versions of this this dude's consciousness across several different worms and i'm not talking about like we said earlier like the sad worm the angry worm but it's his consciousness as a whole just in many different parts in oh many different man. forms so
1: who is the true like, consciousness at this Yeah it'd
2: be, it'd be like living with like millions of clones of yourself
1: it's a, it's a oh my god oh my god it's like the clonus it's parts of the clonus horror all over again yeah <laughs> um well I'd say that's a good as good a place as any to uh to wrap uh to wrap that one up and to put the uh to put the final nail in the coffin on this episode
2: uh, yeah. I hey, give it five out of five steamed hams
1: that's a these actually that's a pretty good freshness rating yeah uh, I'll give it um I'll give it blink out of the episode that you need to loop for the worms really <laughs>
2: All right, if we're talking, like, shit the Worms should watch, like, Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. The Max, uh, the... <laughs> the Max.
1: I, hadn't th- uh, I haven't thought about The Max in ages. Oh, my God. Um, any, what, what sort of, uh, hmm. M-
2: maybe play, like, a video game or two. So, like, uh, I don't know, Skyrim.
1: Uh, Final Fantasy Six
2: uh league of legends like you play that you're like what kind of character should we go with worms ah yes the giant spider <laughs> we'll the spider chick that'd be cool
1: wait 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 would it be i would it be like type would it be like typecasting if you had the worms watched you play worms
2: i think that would just be fitting
1: <laughs> it,
2: it, i mean it, uh, <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how to contradict that just in get- any way it's,
1: Give the worms a real sense of mortality. Again. Yeah. Remember, no worm is safe. Um, no. so, uh, this is the section of the show where we talk about plugs. Hey, is there any hey Matt, is there anything you'd like to plug for our listeners?
2: Uh I you know, there's a card shop I like. It's called <laughs> Crazy Nicks Gamer Heaven. It's in Whittier. You should go to it. It's where I go. Yeah. It's dope. I like give it. Give out good stuff. Um I'm there a lot. Mm-hmm. So, go to it. <laughs>
1: That's a useful plug. Uh, if you want to hear more of uh, Matt's work, uh, you can f- hear him on Midnight Marinera, the parent podcast of this uh, of this of this show. He's been in several episodes. He is one of the most prolific voice actors on on Midnight Marinera, um, and uh, hopefully, he will. His voice will resonate beyond uh, soon enough. F-
2: oh yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, I made that commercial demo. I haven't really heard anything back. I need to call the VA coach and probably call my uncle and see what I can do with that.
1: That is a good idea. Yeah. All right, there you go. You got an insider's insider's view into the secret life, the secret world of Alex Mac.
2: <laughs> Alex Matt.
1: <laughs> Alex Matt. That's a show the worms could watch.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll turn into uh, a Capri Sun commercial and <laughs> <laughs> and go on wacky adventures. <laughs>
3: This is my come-to-Jesus moment. I've run from the hectic situation I was in. It was just too much to deal with. Getting away from that situation was a must. I do have to resolve what happened before I can move on with my new life. This is my come-to-Jesus moment. I go by the name Journey. Journey. I need to confront what transpired at those storage units. Seems others have needed to as well. It won't be easy. And I only do easy, so I needed to motivate myself. I've loaded a pistol and put it next to my midnight water glass on my nightstand. This is a promise to either sit down and confront my feelings a week from now, April 14th, 2018, 10pm Eastern Standard Time, or I'll put that gun in my mouth and end myself. This has all been a terrible mistake, and I have many thoughts to sort out. There needs to be Accountability for my complicity. Not just running away from my conscience. So, Unit 70, Custodial Corpse. One week from Saturday. Pray I have the courage to look inward, and not the cowardice to end it. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at
2: com.